Welcome to The Alignment Show, featuring conversations with folks who have taken steps to identify their highest values and align their lives around them. Time on this earth is not unlimited, and you may be seeking to make sure you spend your time on things that matter to you. These conversations will encourage you and support you in doing so. Now, let's meet this week's guest on The Alignment Show. And a good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. Welcome to another edition of The Alignment Show. I am Don King, your host. Glad to welcome you here this week as we're getting started. Just a little reminder, folks who have been following along on the show know that uh, I've had a book that is in development. It is out there in the wild now, out there on ebook uh, ebook forms on all the major retailers got it on my website which uh, i'll put the link up in a little bit but uh, the news on that is that the print versions are in process right now so if you like print and it's astounding to me that 75 percent of book sales still are in print print is very much alive folks and that's going to be available within about two weeks so that'll be coming up but that's not what we're here for mainly. I like to share that information with you, but we've got a great conversation today with Dr. Keith McNally. Now, I'm getting to know Dr. Keith, haven't met him before, but I've seen um, some episodes of his podcast. Really appreciate uh, Noemi Barris, who's been a guest on this show, connecting us. And so we're going to get to talk with him a little bit. Let me give you some background. Dr. Keith is a leadership coach specializing in facilitating discussions by bringing like-minded people together to create real impact. He's launched two podcasts himself in the past two years, and I love the titles of these. There's the Question Guy podcast, and there's the Coaches Corner. Now, we're going to talk about what he does with this and other things, uh, but he seeks to change the conversation and reduce the stigma surrounding the conversation of mental health and personal well-being. Folks, I think you can agree that we live in stressful times. This is excellent work that he is doing. We're very glad to have him with us here on The Alignment Show. So let's go ahead and bring on Dr. Keith McNally. Dr. Keith, welcome to the show. Don King, thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, I love that introduction. It was fantastic. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. It's just, it's great to have you on the program. I've been learning a little bit about you through Noemi and uh, glad that she connected us. Uh, this, this whole thing about changing the conversation around mental health. Oh, we live in such stressful times, uh, the, the wars and pandemics and all of this sort of thing. I, I know that you help people with this, and we want to dig into how you do that. But I also want to hear on the Alignment Show, we're always looking at how people bring their lives into alignment with their highest values. It would be, in a way, easy for somebody with your background to look at it and say, well, you know, th this is something that's needed. Somebody ought to do something. But something led you to actually make changes in your life to help people in this way. I'm curious what led you to, to take the path that you have taken. Well, it's really interesting because I actually wrote a book called Walking the Path, A Leader's Journey, but hopefully we'll get a chance to talk about that too. Yes. Um, I think my story is very similar to other 
people's story in that COVID-19 really changed the world. Um, and I know it changed my world, <clears throat> excuse me, because that's really where all of my podcasts, all my conversations really got started was um, my job was transitioned to a virtual place, right? I'm a college professor by trade. You've, you've mentioned that I'm a doctor. I'm by trade at least for the fa- past 15 years, a uh, college professor. So I've, I've taught information technology or IT in the college classroom, uh, primarily to transitioning military personnel. But when the world shut down, we needed a new way of becoming human. And I say that because we needed a new way of finding a way to have conversations and communicate and connect. And the only thing that I had going for me at the time was about a list of probably about 2,000 people uh, on my LinkedIn connection list. And so I just started to reaching out to people through LinkedIn and, you know, tapping on their virtual door and say, hey, do you want to have a conversation? And some people said, yeah. (laughs) So that was kind of really the starting point to a whole lot of of change, especially for me, um, those conversations were were very interesting because, like I said, COVID hit us in very different ways. For some people, uh, there was a great deal of loss, and so whether they had lost loved ones or jobs or money or homes or whatever that looked like, or they were confronted with themselves because we were now isolated and quarantined. Mm. And when people looked in the mirror, and this is kind of in alignment with, with what you're doing, is that when people looked in the mirror, their life didn't really line up with who they either thought they were or who they really wanted to be. You know, they had they had achieved the career success. Everything looked pretty on the outside, but inside they were miserable, empty, mm-hmm. you know, and things, and they didn't like that. They didn't like that. And so from those experiences, you know, I typically say people could have taken one of two different paths. They could have numbed the pain easily. We do that all the time as humans. Uh, if when we're uncomfortable with something, uh, we either go to a doctor to fix it or we take things into our own hands, or this is the powerful point. We make intentional pivots. We make intentional changes to do something differently. And the conversations that I was specifically having were with the later group. They were making intentional changes and pivots and transformations because they wanted their life to be different. Mm -hmm. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. I'm thinking the people whose reaction is to ignore it or to numb it they're not likely to seek out those conversations. So it makes sense that people would, you, you gotta be aware there's a problem before you can work on the problem. So I'm wondering, you know, this show in a lot of ways came out of the pandemic. Uh, we call it, uh, we kept hearing about the great resignation. I think it was the great realignment because people realized life was short, didn't want to spend their life doing something they didn't want to do. But a lot of my guests, their alignment has come 
many years ago sometimes. You know, it's just that the pandemic accelerated it. Are you finding that some of the people that you work with, if it had not been for the pandemic, they might have just kind of kept going along, you know, and the pandemic made them confront the fact that life is short. So the easy answer is yes. And so since both of our shows have kind of were birthed from that experience, um, my early onset in, in the podcast world was I called the show Level Up because in very much the same way, people wanted to make intentional changes, pivots, transformations personally because they needed to, you know, their life was not what they wanted it to be. And from that, you know, we talk about, I, or I have conversations with, and we talk about what does it really mean to make that change? And for different people, that means different things. But one, you just said it, we recognize that there's a need for change. There's a problem, issue, concern. Um, and it doesn't, and part of that is not just the cognitive or the intellectual say, mm, you know, I don't like what happened or I don't like where I am. It's the intrinsic feeling that, you know, I'm sad, I'm angry, I'm frustrated. I feel lonely, I'm depressed and I don't like that. And it's recognizing that their emotions had a really strong impact on what they did next. For some people, it was, you know, going in their closet and crying because their life was just so empty. And for others, it was like they were just impact or and I think what needed to change. So in different ways, change had to happen, but you're exactly right. It has to start with recognizing that there's a need for change. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if it was your stream or mine. You broke up for me there. It may have just been on my end, so it may be on the recording. Hope it's there, but I think we got the gist of it. You know, the the, the need for change, the recognition. Uh, the, the, what you just said aroused another question for me, and that is you're talking a lot about emotions, the importance of emotion, and that, that's something that figures into what I do. Uh, I point out that, that there is no motion without emotion. Emotion is that which moves us. Right. I'm finding it interesting that, uh, and let's be a little stereotypical here, uh, somebody from the background that you have as an IT professor, recognizing the importance of emotion, which is something that is kind of wiggly, you know, it's hard to get a handle on. I'm thinking part of the value that you bring to the folks that you work with is in your ability to analyze a problem and to help somebody to see it, I'm, I'm asking a long way around. Let me give a quick context. Daniel Pink, in one of his latest books, The Power of Regret, says that people approach feelings in three ways. They think feeling is for ignoring. We've already talked about that one. You know, push it down. Right. A second group we haven't talked about yet is they think feeling is for feeling. That is, they're putting the feelings in charge. And the third group, feeling is for thinking. That is, for figuring out what it means. And I hear you working in that third area quite a bit. 
what's the strength that you as an IT guy with the analytical skills that I know are so necessary there that you bring to helping people with that third area? Does that make sense? It, it does make sense. Um, it, it brings me back, you know, it brings me back to my book. And so, like I said, I wrote a book and you've got a book uh, just recently coming out. It's an ebook form and in print form in a couple of weeks. So congratulations. I know that's a lot of work. Uh, I know my book took <laughs> at least a year uh, oh, yeah, to go yeah. from, you know, point of thought to, wow, it's, I'm holding it in my hands. So that was a, <laughs> that was a journey in and of itself. But the first chapter is um, uncertain is not a feeling. Uh, and it was very much, so put this in context, uh, the book is about uh, transformation. The book is about, uh, it's both fictional, like it's a narrative, but in context in terms of what does it mean and how does one really go about making change, but not just for change's sake itself, but for impact. Um, so earlier in, in, you read my bio, I'm a leadership coach. I really kind of tend to think of myself as an impact facilitator. Um, because we need to make change in life. We need to make changes in our own life, not just for change's sake, but because something needs to come out of that change that is really helpful, not only to oneself, but to those who are around us, to the community, and hopefully to the world. And so let me bring this back in scope. Um, there's a young man in the story. Uh, his name is John, and he lives in uh, a village surrounded by mountains. So thus, we have to cross over the metaphorical and, of course, the literal uh, mountain in the book. And he's expected to take over his daddy's farm. And so they live in a very closed environment, and he's got a need to do something differently, to experience the world outside of the comfort zone that everybody lives in. It's very expected, uh, very generational. Everybody does kind of the same thing. They hunt fish, uh, you know, they're craftsmen and carpenters and all that kind of cool stuff. He's got to find out who he is. And in order to figure out who he is, he's got to step into risk. He's got to step into uncertainty. He's got to step into uh, what fears him the most what's on the other side of the mountain because nobody knows. And even the people that he lives with will say, you don't want to do that. You don't want to step into something that's different. You want to step into something that's unknown. You don't want to step into fear. And yet in order to make change happen, you've got to become comfortable in what is uncomfortable. And his mentor said, you know, if you're going to do it, his mentor, of course, is not his daddy, uh, but his mentor is he's an older gentleman in the book who kind of guides the younger people um, through this journey of transformation. And he says, if you're going to do it, you've got to be real with yourself. And that means you've got to be real and understanding what your emotions are. Allow yourself to experience them for what they are. If you're angry, be angry. I'm not saying be violent, but feel yeah. anger. Allow yourself to feel angry. Then then assess why are you feeling angry? What is in your environment? What's going on within you and what's going on outside of you that is causing you to experience this, whatever that is. If you're happy, why are you happy? If you're sad, why are you sad? It's okay to feel the feeling, 
recognize there's a so and it's something associated with it that's causing that experience and it's really the experience that you have to understand hmm. in order to make sense of it all okay okay that's uh, that makes sense to present it in that kind of a format. Let me make sure that folks know where to find this. I think we've got your website uh, up here where we can see it. Yeah, I don't there think, we are. I think access to my book is there. My website needs to be updated, hopefully before Thanksgiving <laughs> at the time of this recording. Uh, yeah. But there will be an updated site. So more emphasis on the book and some other things that I'm doing currently. Uh, and, and I'm, I understand that about updating the website. Let's just make sure folks can recognize it. Here is the book. There it is. Okay. Walking the Path, A Leader's Journey. Now, I've not seen the book yet, but i got to tell you, I'm thrilled. It sounds like to me that this is the format that, that I think of as the business fable, you know, where it's using a story to make uh, principles and ideas make sense and make them memorable? Am I being accurate in that? Totally, totally accurate. Um, for me, it was just very sensible um, to do it that way only because, you know, I, I'm a doctor and people are expecting me to write academic books, uh, which quite frankly are boring. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I tried to make something that's a bit more applicable. So again, story, but within context that so we do talk about what it means to uh, be in touch with your feelings, how to establish good communication, how to become vulnerable within yourself and with your close team members. Um, what is mentoring and how, what does it mean to be mentored and or to be a mentor? What does it mean to take risk and plan out a strategy? So all of those things, but then as you said, yeah, very, con very contextual in nature, but mm -hmm. unless you see people do it, even in story format, it's, it's difficult to apply it. Oh, yeah. 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 And I mean, in a way, you're preaching the choir here. Uh, it, uh, the way of the three year old Hawaii is a business fable. Um, we've been um, inspired by people like uh, Bob Berg, who co-authored The Go-Giver. Uh, and so I have always found the fable format to make things understandable, to make them memorable. After all, um, stories that's how humans have made sense of their experience from time immemorial. As cliched a phrase as that is, it, it's it's the truth. And so yeah. I'm just yeah. I'm thrilled to see that you're putting these principles and these guides in a form like this. It's going to make it so accessible to people. Now, I'm curious: Did the book come first, and out of that has come the podcast and the work you're doing with clients? Or did the work with the clients, the podcast, all that come before the book? Actually, neither, if, okay. if I could say that. Everything sure. has kind of been working in parallel. Now, if you asked, um, like, people, uh, if, you're, if you ask, per, you know, really established authors um, how to go about this, I'm not the norm. So don't <laughs> – I, I take things and I take things and I say – Keith, what are you going to do with this information? And I go forward anyway. So to explain, I started a podcast and started writing a book in mm -hmm. parallel. And so one didn't come before the other. So let me explain what's going on here. So since, yeah. you know, COVID and the quarantine, um, you know, I'm thinking about making some changes and I'm having a conversation with my colleagues. And at this point, you know, I'm, 
I'm 54. I just turned 54 in August. And so a couple of years back, I'm just transitioning into my fifties. Um, people in my space, just being a doctor have written books and I'm a doctor without a book. And so my <laughs> colleagues are telling me, you need to write a book. And so I go to my mentor and that's a different story altogether. And I said, I need to write a book and I'm not really sure. Cause I didn't want to, I'm not, I didn't want to stay in the IT space. I could have done mm. that. I've kind of, you know, done a whole lot of cool stuff in the IT space. I kind of am more, uh, want to work with people directly and impact them who they are and help them understand what's going on in their lives and make change and make impact. Mm -hmm. So conversations started to happen through LinkedIn. The first podcast was called Level Up halfway through the first season. So I'm doing 40 episode season, which also I understand is absurd. Your podcast has 20 episode seasons. So I'm doing 40 episode seasons because I don't know any better. Mm -hmm. And I transitioned to the question guy. I rebranded because the, the conversations were my focus. I wasn't really focused on building a podcast. I wasn't kind of trying to take over the world in, in podcast format. People were telling real stories about the crap they've been through and how they came through it successfully. Mm -hmm. And so in all of that, I go back and said to my mentor, I need to write a book. He already had a book. And so can I do a shout out real quick? Is that okay? Yeah, absolutely. Sure. sure. My mentor's name is Mitch Gray. And so he's kind of saved me from a lot of different things, including committing suicide, but that's another story altogether. Mm -hmm. I wanted to write the training manual to his book. He said, go do it. Uh -huh. Then I said, well, I really need to write my own book. So would you co-author this book for me or with me? And he said, yeah, we could do that. But then, so I wrote half the book and he never added to it. And so only because of time. And then I said, I said, Mitch, I got to write my own book. <laughs> so he said, yeah. go for it. And so I added the first half, this whole thing came together. And so while this book is coming together, like 30 minutes every day for 365 days, um, I, I'm starting a podcast. I'm starting to have conversations with people who are really going through crap and coming out this other side successfully. And so the question guy was birthed, right? And then here in 2023, I'm still having conversations. People still want to talk with me, which is cool because my goal is to have a million conversations before I die. Wow. Um, just because the conversation is so important, just like you know the conversation today, whether it's with me or Anybody else who's guesting on your show is so important because that's where the real impact is being made. And so the Question Guy podcast is now in season four. So I've had 120 plus some conversations. Uh, coaches, you know, Coach's Corner, which is something you said in the intro, uh, mm -hmm. that came out of the Question Guy because people used their transformation and created a business model from it. And they're now teaching others how to be successful in their space. And so uh, Coach's Corner has now done 50 recorded episodes. So one season down, plus I'm starting, you know, season two, probably before Christmas. Uh, mm -hmm. While well, publishing, I've already had the conversations. And then from all of that, the Envision Speaker Series has evolved to change the conversation uh, around what it means to make an impact. So I'm finding people in their space, whether it be mental health or emotional health or whatever, um, and finding out who is making real impact in their area. And these are other conversations that I'm having because people need to know who are the heroes. The heroes aren't C-suite leaders. 
the heroes are the people on the ground doing the work, making the impact. And I want to have those conversations and I'm picking over your, your talk and I don't want to. No, this is no. your show. No, I mean that, that's that's why you're here. We're, uh, we've had but that's the parallel path. So they both went parallel, and so exactly, exactly. You know. and, and we do have folks who listen audio only. So I want to repeat. I've had on the screen here, but I want to repeat for folks who are listening audio only. Little reminder, by the way, that you can always get the show notes. We're going to have these links in the show notes. But just in case you don't look at those, <laughs> then it's drkeithmcnally.com. Now, doctor is dr. Keith McNally, M-C-N-A-L-L-Y dot com. Okay. The uh, podcast, and I'm going to put a QR code up for the folks who are watching here. Uh, this is a QR code to Dr. Keith's YouTube channel. And so to find the stuff on YouTube for the audio folks only, what's the best search terms to find your stuff on YouTube, Dr. Keith? Uh, hashtag the question guy, hashtag the question guy podcast, hashtag coaches corner. Um, you could always find me by name. If you actually put Keith McNally in this text box for on YouTube, you're going to get the restauranteur owner up in New York. So you got to put the DR, uh, <laughs> Dr. Keith McNally. That is what distinguishes me from all the other Keith McNally's out there. And of course, always look for the guy with the bald head. See right there, bald head. <laughs> And typically, you're going to find Legos somewhere in my vicinity because that's a go-to. That's some cool Lego stuff you've got back there. I appreciate that. that that's, a, that's a whole other podcast. We're going to have to come back and do that. Um, that's my nerd part. That's yeah, nerd. I, I love it. I love it. Uh, so uh, for folks watching, I've put another QR code up for uh, Dr. Keith McNally's website. I should have put the doctor in there in the name all good man all good but uh you know you'll you'll find him and i'd say uh, i know link from your website is the youtube stuff or it's going to be um the, the podcast the book so the central place the way to find out everything is drkeithmcnally.com d-r-k-e-i-t-h-m-c-n-a-l-l-y.com can okay, i add to that though yeah Sure, the, best way to con the best way to connect with me was on LinkedIn. So again, uh, ah. Keith, J Keith J. McNally, because I'm there and that's where I, I connect and have conversations and engage with people and lots of cool stuff happening on LinkedIn. Absolutely. And uh, you sent me your LinkedIn. I'll make sure that it's in the show notes, folks, cool. you know, to make it easy to find. Uh, and I didn't get that crawl up here. So, you know, that's, that's just one of those things that happens with live. Not an issue, man. Not an issue. Yeah. But if you need to find me and talk with me, that's where you're going to find me. So we've got, um, I know, three things, four things here that I want to be sure. We've mentioned them, but I want to get them in kind of organized fashion. Podcast, The Question Guy. Podcast, Coach's Corner. Walking, am I saying it right? Or let me put it back up here again. Walking the Path, colon, A Leader's Journey. This is uh, the book that Dr. Keith has written. And you mentioned uh, the Envision Project, and I had some information up here about that, the Envision Speakers Series. Yes, sir. Uh, I don't know if these two are tied together, if this is something separate. You said something about raising a million dollars to support mental health and suicide prevention services as you take a small group of adventurers across the Appalachian Trail. I think that may be a fifth thing here. So uh, let's <laughs> that probably is. So everything I do is probably connected in some way. Um, 
so the Envision Speaker Series is designed to have conversations and solve problems, <laughs> but specifically, uh, the one million dollar campaign is to raise money because, like I said, I, I attempted actually I told you once, but it's actually mm -hmm. twice since 2013 uh, made the attempt to take my own life. Um, and so mm -hmm. with that, I do know that even if you're not clinically depressed, like you're not seeing a psychiatrist or something like that, people like you and me can hit rock bottom and it doesn't take doesn't take much to get us there if we don't have the necessary supports around us. So those conversations are important. I have um, partnered with some service providers and coaches, grief coaches, suicide prevention coaches, loss coaches, um, and some other people who are really in that space to make sure that you understand how to grieve properly and even find value, impact, and purpose in your life so that you won't even think about taking it. So that's what the million dollar campaign is all about. Not so and the Vision Speaker series wraps around that because a lot of those, like I said before, those are the impact conversations. Those are the conversations that make change happen. Uh, so if you support the Envision Speaker series indirectly, you are supporting the one million dollar campaign. Very good, very good. And I can see where everything ties together there. I have tried to add the LinkedIn thing just to get it on screen right here. We've got a cool. ticker going. Very good. So, uh, uh, and there can't be too many Dr. Keith McNally's out there. There uh, is a Keith McNally out there. He just connected with me the other day. So it was really cool because he wished me an, an anniversary. Ah. I just spent 12 years at DeVry. Um, university. Huh. Um, and so he said, happy anniversary. And it was from Keith McNally. So, but, but I'm posted as Keith J. Uh, okay. McNally and his name was just Keith McNally. So that was kind of weird. <laughs> you got to find some way to differentiate, but you know, but with, with a link like this, it's easy to find the right Keith McNally. Oh my goodness. Uh, it's, it's interesting how everything just kind of feeds together there. Uh, you're doing great work to help people deal with gosh how, how would we put it as you put it you know hitting rock bottom thinking that there's no other option um i've often heard it says kind of flip but it's true don't choose a permanent solution to a temporary problem what would be for somebody who might just happen across this podcast you know, you've been through it. You know it far better than anybody looking at it from the outside. You have more credibility. What would you say to someone who is considering uh, a permanent solution to a temporary situation? It, it just for somebody on the outside looking in, I'm thinking just wait you, you, you don't have to do it today. I don't know if that sounds like a useful thing to say or not. What's something useful to say to someone to support someone who's facing what you have faced? Well, let's be clear here. I'm not a first responder anymore. So my first degree out of college was a social worker, and I did work as first responder to suicide prevention. Um if you are listening to this podcast for whatever reason, um, God sent you here or whatever sent you here, and that is a consideration, your first action should be, there's actually a national crisis hotline. You need to call it. Uh, so go ahead and call that. If, if this is an emergency situation right now, 
get the credentialed help that you need. If, however, um, it's kind of you're thinking about it, life isn't going in the direction that you thought it should, uh, you're at a loss of job, whatever your situation is, there are people in your life who you may not necessarily recognize as your cheerleaders, as your guardian angels. Um, it may be your spouse. It may be a child, um, not a minor, but you know, an adult child. It may be your neighbor, your pastor. doesn't matter. I know that you find it difficult to talk about, one, your thoughts, your feelings of hopelessness, hopelessness, uh, lack of value. I get it. You know, I was there. You know, I had I had lost a job and for 12 months was unemployed. Uh, and when nobody's hiring you, quite literally, you 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 really and you're about to walk on the streets because you're going to lose everything. Uh, you know, nobody's hiring you. You don't have. You don't even think yourself as valuable anymore because nobody's considering what you have to offer as being of value. I get it. Um, if, if anything, connect with me on LinkedIn. Let's have a conversation because you are important, you are valuable, and you have a purpose in this life. It may be something that you haven't even recognized yet. We can get there. Um, we, I, could, I could hold your hand. <laughs> uh, for me, I need it. You know, like I said, Mitch Gray is not only my mentor, he's my lifesaver. So in the time of real need, you know, there's somebody out there who's going to needs to hold your hand, even if it's virtually um, and maybe even shine that flashlight through the darkness because you can't see it because most of your time is spent in a very, very dark place. And whether it's, you know, you hiding in the closet or in a corner or not even wanting to get out of bed, it's difficult got to do three things to to survive today if this is your mindset take a deep breath take it again write something down and literally pick up a piece of pen paper pen scribble if you've got to draw a picture let your mind create something on paper that you can visually see it that's step two these are steps to survive today. Once we get the steps to survive, we could go beyond that. And then talk out loud. Even if it's just reading a book, say it out loud. If you pray, you know, say it out loud. <laughs> if you read scriptures, say it out loud. If you read a book, say it out loud. Your brain has to engage again in words that are affirmative and have nothing to do with your situation. So you got to do three things to survive today. You've got to breathe. You've got to scribble. You've got to write. You've got to talk. And if you could do those three things, somebody, I, somebody else who's holding your hand, we can kind of get you to the next step. But right now it's about survival. Uh, and that's typically the first couple of things you've got to do. You've got to survive the day. And then you've got to figure out, how am I valuable? How am I important? And what purpose do I have? Now, that's a journey. Walking the path of leader's journey talks about that. Um, but it's a journey. It's no easy path, but it's a journey. Wow. Wow. 
very valuable here. I have no idea who might be helped by this, but I'm sure it's part of the magic of the internet and YouTube. There could be somebody five years from now who comes across this and you've made a difference to them. Is that what drives you now as we're talking about this alignment thing, bringing your values into alignment? That's part of it. You know, I recognize it because I was there. I know the darkness. The bigger picture is that each of us has a role to play in our world. And so you are making an impact having all these conversations and making sure that people's stories are heard. And so I appreciate our time together because for some reason at this point in the world, my story needs to be heard. Other people come to your conversation, their story needs to be heard. People are making, and you, you talked about knowing Barris earlier, you know, as a connector of people, her ability to step in and connect people with other people changes their lives. And at a very simple scale, that's really important mm -hmm. because sometimes we don't know who we need to connect with and it happens serendipitously. I think that's a word. <laughs> it yeah. happens by chance because somebody made the investment in somebody else and that's where the power is. By making that investment in somebody else, even if it's simply a connection or a word or a conversation, or donate donate money because <laughs> I need a million dollars to cross the path, uh, yeah. to cross the mountain. But you get the point. It's our investment in other people that make the difference. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. We could go on talking for a while, Dr. Keith. I get the feeling we've got a lot in common, and I hope we can have more conversation. We're over time on the podcast at this point. So Sorry, sir. No, it's, it's, we do this every week. I mean, I aim for half an hour. We generally go about 40 minutes. There's just always so much there. So, folks, um, I, I'm going to say thank you to Dr. Keith. Don't go away yet. I'm going to put you in the green room for just a moment so I can come back and thank you properly. Uh, I do want to ask one last thing. I like to wrap up by saying almost always I'm a generalist talking to somebody who in some way is a specialist. There may be something that you wish that I had asked that I didn't. What would that question be and what would your answer be? Why in the world do you want to hike 2,200 miles across 14 states? Nobody in their right mind wants to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's not true because people do it, uh, not a whole lot of people, but people have yeah. done the through hike. Um, and so I've got some supporters on that end. Um, I live very close to the AT, by the way. So, yeah, I know so a lot of you got to support me in some way, shape, or fashion. We need to talk about that. Yes. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Oh, my. Oh, well, and we're going to have to have you come back and talk more about just that effort, I think. So we'll set that up a little bit later. Uh, so hang out in the green room for just a second, folks. We're just so glad to have gotten to know Dr. Keith here. Uh, there's more stuff here. I'm going to put, in fact, his um, LinkedIn and show it here just to make sure that you can recognize it when you see it. Uh, can I show it here? Is it this? Yep. There we are. Okay. Dr. Keith J. McNally. 
find him on LinkedIn. That's the best way to get in touch. So much impact here, folks. And that's what we talk about on the alignment show. Folks who are bringing their lives into alignment. When you do that, that's when you are most likely to make an impact on somebody else. So coming up next week, uh, I've got an old friend who's going to be on, Audrey Williams. Audrey uh, is an IT background also, like Dr. Keith. Uh, she has gone into doing voice acting, voice. Um, uh, I'm drawing a blank on exactly what the term is here, but uh, Audrey has always done great narration stuff, and she's made a career out of it. So we're going to talk with her about how she made that transition. Remember, here on The Alignment Show, we're always talking about how to live your values so that you can value your life. And we're looking forward to having you with us again on The Alignment Show next week. We'll see you then. That's it for this week's episode of The Alignment Show. What has it inspired you to do in your own life? Whatever it is, take action now and take the first step. It will help you to talk with a friend about what you're thinking. Share confidencecultivators.com to spread the goodness and remember to live your values and value your life. We will see you next week on The Alignment Show.